0: Everybody and welcome to Perspective, where we identify issues and highlight how and why different perspectives affect the resolution of issues that we talk about. Today's guest is a world-traveled international basketball player, graduate of Gardner-Webb University, and entrepreneur. Let's welcome my uncle, Timothy Jennings. Woo! What's up, Trinity? What's up?
1: What's up? What's up? Hey, Thank how you for are having you? Me. good, I'm good. good. How you doing?
0: So before we start I want to tell everybody a little bit of how perspective came to be. So as you know, it literally started with you and I having really really um, engaging and important conversations in the car every time you would come to pick me up and then it kind of blossomed into this because I really valued how your ideas and your um, perspective was a lot different than mine. Sometimes the same, but just based off of how we grew up in completely different eras, and how you were a guy and I'm a girl, and just you know, so on and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Totally agree. I'm glad you uh, were able to start. I'm glad we had those engaging conversations, and uh, I'm glad you started this podcast. Yeah. So,
0: so let's get straight into your it. perspective. First, I want to talk about the capital riot. So you know, you've lived in so many different countries all around the world have you ever seen anything remotely close to what happened at our capital
1: um of all the places i've been i've only seen anything like this on television i have never in my life experienced um something like this um the most i've seen in the countries i've been have have been uh protests you know we'll get the messages from uh, the embassy, hey, be careful there's protests going on at this time. But what engaged uh what happened um in that riot, I never experienced anything like that before yeah. in my life. I've only seen it on television when they report about different things that's going on in other countries. But here in America, um, when I was overseas never never experienced it before. Yeah, ever. and then,
0: which is really interesting because 'cause you've been to so many different countries, probably what like fifteen and you've actually lived in them, not just You know visited in these places and it it was just so crazy to see what happened in our capital um my next question is why do you think Trump supporters operate kind of like a a cult in my in my opinion like an obsession with him and he can't do no wrong
1: um you know I guess people are I mean I hate to even because I'm conservative I I want to say they're conservative, but I'm conservative in some in some ways as well. But um, people, some people aren't very open-minded, and they're very rigid when it mm-hmm. comes to change. And um, I feel like they're pushed—they're pushed to become extremists, and that's what it looks like at the riot. They, they were all—they they were clearly extremists, in my opinion. And I feel like—I won't say all Trump supporters, but um, I know a lot of Trump supporters who are. Supporting Trump for one or two different reasons, you know, there may be their religious reasons and their religion is a lot more important to them than political reasons, so um, I can't say everyone, but I think a lot of people, they see a lot of themselves in Trump. Trump is very authentic, um, and he speaks to the heart and minds of a lot of people who want this country to stay a certain way. So... I mean, it's,
0: yeah, it's I, I see where you're coming from, but I just think that if I'm being completely honest, I think it's a little selfish in a way, because after all the things that Trump has done and advocated for, he literally advocated for the death of five innocent black boys, the, um, the, the Central Park Five, now you call them, I think, the, I think, I'm not sure. Yes. Right, I'm right, right? And then yep. he never apologized yep. for that. He yeah. sexual assaulted so many women.
1: Even after they were acquitted.
0: Right. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he condemned, he never condemned white supremacy. And there's so much more. But now, the Trump supporters around the nation, especially Republicans in elected offices, now finally want to publicly condemn him. And like, over a building. And I'm not trying to water down what these, like, I'm going to just call it how I see it. In my opinion, they're domestic terrorists and i feel like they they just never had this much outrage for the countless murders of black people but then a building they the whole world must stop this is important now we want to um now we want to come for trump's seat like it's only it's, it's another week of his presidency now we want to do something you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm. yeah i know um i mean granted 5 people did die but they i mean countless black people have died at the hands of um you know white police officers and they weren't condemned you know what I mean so yeah I totally get it but you know in my my opinion I feel like at the end of the day I equate it to um I don't know a close family member of mine you know doing something wrong um I'm gonna do I mean at the end of the day what they did was wrong but they're still my family member and I want to look out for them as much as possible, so I'm just let's say that family member continues to do wrong over and over and over again, they're gonna continue to get another opportunity just simply because they're my family member, and at the end of the day, it's like finally after you know, they committed this crime X amount of times, it's finally like, okay, finally we gotta do something about it, and I feel like that's how Congress or people in general or white people, I'll just go ahead and say it, that's how they look at Trump, he's their brother, he's one of them so we're not gonna condemn him because he's one of us, now finally at the after he's done so much wrong, now they decide, you know what, let's, you know, get him out of there, let's do XYZ to, um, you know, uh, 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 put a, I guess, a stamp on his name, on his record, by trying, trying to invoke the 25th Amendment or trying to impeach him. Right. You know, which, I mean, he's out of office in seven days anyway, and he can still run for office in 2024, whether they impeach him now or invoke the 25th Amendment or not, but they're just doing it to, to try to has put a stain on his record, but again, you know, I don't think they're gonna. The only reason why the reason why he gets so many passes is because he's one of them, uh, and I think that's clear to people that's honest.
0: And I, I just I think that I don't even want to just say, um white people because you and I both know black Trump supporters or Latino Trump supporters, and I think that true. Um, even though he directly says things and does things to hurt people of color and impact people of color they just don't care because of one thing that he does that that might benefit them and I think that's selfish because not only does not only is he hurting you but he's hurting the people around you and whether that be um mentally or physically or emotionally he does it and it's just like a, a slap in the face sometimes you know um I also want another thing from the Capitol that I wanted to um talk about was blue lives matter they flew the blue lives matter flag also the confederate flag at this riot and then they continued to disobey law enforcement and kill law enforcement and i just want like look at the irony in that because black Mm -hmm. lives matter we have an actual grievance with the police system in america and not only does this prove that black lives matter intent was never it was always to fix things and never to actually hurt Police, you know, we—that's not our intent. It never was. We just wanted justice for our people and justice for ourselves. And it just shows that Blue Lives Matter was just cultivated as a way to combat Black Lives Matter, just to attack anything that Black people do. And I think it was mm-hmm. pure jealousy and actual, an actual—I um, guess they were afraid because it was one time, and we still do. Black people come together for one goal, and that's how we get things done. And they don't see. We don't. If we're being honest with ourselves, we don't do that all the time. And when we do come at together, all. it's we make change. You know?
1: Yeah. Um. I totally agree. You know what I mean? Um. That whole blue lives matter crap. That's what I'm calling. You know that, that? You know the cop police officers aren't getting killed at an alarming rate. So there's no point in you know right. making that making that a, a, a statement. Or movement Mm -hmm. you know black lives matter was a movement because black unarmed black men were getting killed at at an alarming rate but again like you said they just decided to uh come up with that phrase as a response to black lives matter to be combative yeah you know not obviously i don't think that i mean i feel like if you commit a crime you know whether it's against whoever it's against you should be uh you should pay for that Mm -hmm. crime and the simple issue is that the black men who are getting killed by police they were it was unjustified right but they just you know it's like they have tunnel vision you know like I said they look out for their own and they see that their own is being attacked and especially when they, when, you, when, you, when you mention race they feel like when you say black lives matter oh that's something you know against white people you know or basically white people right. or the police in, in general and which is not but again like you said it comes down to that one word in my opinion is jealousy mm-hmm and fear, fear of uh fear of transition of power that's but well, that's a deep that's another conversation yeah
0: no we could talk about it now i think they are scared and then also police were never killed i'm not gonna say never because i don't know but ultimately when police are killed it's not racially motivated but am i i really believe that when black people get killed by cops it is racially motivated because if you look at it they want to talk about fear those police at the capitol were fearful they were scared out of their minds, but they didn't go Hey, people. well
1: just let me let me let me interject real quick not all of them were afraid, afraid out of their mind because yeah. they, a, a couple of them were caught taking right. selfies with, the, uh, with yeah. the riders, and a couple of them was um, guiding them in and, and letting them in it i mean they were able to walk right out with no problem so a lot of, clearly mm-hmm. they weren't again like i said they're all they it's like they're their family. They 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 don't see them as uh they don't see them exactly. as threats because they were they were if it was obviously it were these black people they would be seen as threats. We know would be a lot more shots mm-hmm. fired, a lot more people dead, a lot more people arrested, at, right, on the same night. Like, they would they wouldn't have been ushered out by the police in uh peaceful fashion, right.
0: And I I had a conversation with the NAACP youth chapter um in Staten Island a couple of days ago. And I, and I was talking and I brought up the fact that it wasn't necessarily about the rioters having no fear against law enforcement. It, I think it was the other way around. I think that played a part. I think it was ultimately the other way around where the police weren't genuinely completely afraid of, of the rioters. And even if they were afraid, their first instinct wasn't to kill their first instinct was to reason their first instinct was to preserve life and for some reason they just don't feel that for us and
1: well go ahead, no go
0: ahead. I, I think it's, it's kind of scary and completely scary and, and really sad that there's just a lack of empathy when it comes to black lives
1: yeah um and that is because of the representation that's why I- and you know, I hear this slogan or well, saying representation matters. It's very yeah. important. The way we're depicted in the media all across the world is in a negative light. Everywhere I've been, I get the same looks, I get the same questions about hip-hop, about rap, about... Uh, on the stereotypes that are depicted amongst black people, about the violent nature of black people amongst black men. And that's why they're afraid of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're afraid of us because all they see in the news, all they see in the media is us being violent. And, and uh, television shows, it's about us being violent, us being drug dealers, us being the majority right. of it for years. Since I've been alive, it's always been a lot more negative rhetoric surrounding black people and it has been positive rhetoric. That's when we have one or two shows like The Cosby Show, growing up, like um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, growing mm-hmm. up. Um, a few shows that we had when we were growing up, it was a big deal because it showed us in a positive light. Because 85% of it showed shows in a negative light, and as a result of that, people see what they, they see these things on TV. People in rural America who don't really, um, 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 they don't really uh, see or know black people personally. When they get it when they finally have a have a interaction with them all they're gonna base it on is what they've seen on television right. you know and that's what these, i feel like that's what these police officers do
0: yeah definitely so, and i think it's internalized racism racism that was taught um since they were young and
1: yeah
0: and i'm not and honestly i think there's still no excuse i have friends who grow up in households where they have racist parents or just not necessarily racist parents but just biased parents because we all have bias biases or biases I think it's called I think we all have bias tendencies in nature but some people combat that and they say no I'm not going to feed into that I'm going to go get myself educated I'm going to learn and I have friends who sit stand up for black people at the dinner table when they don't have to you know and I think that it's really important that, like you said, representation, it does matter. That will be another segment for another day because I feel very, very um, strongly about representation in media and, and everywhere and everything. Um, I want to shift this conversation towards the economy because right now we're in a global pandemic. You're a businessman, and I know for my for myself, I'm 15 years old. My earliest memories of anything to do with America's economy is barely two thousand and eight. I was what, three in two thousand and eight?
1: Is what? Oh, sell up you said is is the what? economy.
0: So uh-huh. my earliest memories of the America's economy was barely two thousand and eight during the recession. And I I really don't remember that. I just um it was talked about a lot, especially for Obama's presidency. And then I learned about the Great Depression throughout my educational career. Um, but as, besides that, we, we don't really dig into the economy. So as of now, I can visibly see the impact of the coronavirus in my community and throughout the city and throughout the world. Um, what, how do you feel? Where do you think the economy is going to go after things die down? The coronavirus, like I said, as a businessman, what do you think?
1: um i mean the the economy is always you know uh dynamic you know it's up and it's down and you know that's how it's really how people make money you know what i mean um prices drop you know know, and prices rise etc etc that's how the economy has been for years and um a lot of people are able to benefit and are benefiting off of these issues, this, this pandemic. You know, a lot of people made a lot of money in the um in during the uh the depression of in two thousand eight. Right. You know? So, um I think it's gonna go back up. Things are gonna get better eventually. Um especially with the vaccine coming out and I mean the creativity that this uh the creativity that we have here in America and all over the world, really. Um, I mean, like look at Zoom calls, how that skyrocketed. Netflix, mm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of people are making a lot of money in the pandemic. And there's always ways to make money when there's um, issues going on in the world. Like when there's wars, world wars going right. on. Right. Somebody got to make the bullets. Somebody got to make the weapons. Somebody got to make contracts with X, Y, Z. And there's people always finding a way to make money. Now, granted, obviously the lower class. The working class, they're going to be the ones to suffer, you know, because for various reasons, but right. I think the economy is going to be just fine. And as long as you keep your creative juices flowing, <laughs> you'll always find a way to be able to uh, at least stay afloat during during a pandemic. Whenever a pandemic or an economy, economy, economy is an issue with the economy, there's always going to be a way to make money just gotta stay creative
0: right right you you mentioned the vaccine briefly um what what is your opinion about the vaccine because i'm not and i'm not an anti-vaxxer i i'm into science and that's something that i i really value but we can't negate the fact that historically black people we have a very 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 bad uh relationship with vaccines with 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 medicine in general, we, we, we have a very negative relationship with it. It's not the best for us in terms of just black women in pregnancies or black people in general when they say, Hey, this part of, I'm listening to my body and my body's telling me that this is not okay and then doctors not listening and just so on and so forth. What what is your opinion about the vaccine? Well, I told I feel
1: the same way you feel and I understand the hesitancy of black people when it comes to taking this vaccine I would not be taking the vaccine um and I just have a different view when it comes to vaccines and all this uh, uh I have a different opinion when it comes to modern medicine anyway mm-hmm. but I will not be taking the vaccine right. I understand people who are hesitant to take it because of the atrocities that occurred you know back in the day and not even too far back in the day I mean there was the issue well the, the um Tuskegee experiment obviously I'm sure you heard yeah. of I think that was in the 60s I think that was in the 60s there was also a situation in Nicaragua okay. in um in uh, I think it was either the 90s or in the early 2000s in which they administered these uh, vaccines um and purposely infected people with some disease I have to look it up but yeah. you know yeah. I, 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 I there's no way I'm gonna take this vaccine I don't trust it um and yeah, I totally agree with and understand people who have their or black people spe- specifically who have their doubts based on the past.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I um but this is it was um kind of ironic that the first uh person in the US to take the COVID-19 vaccine was a black woman in New York City and um yeah, it was just I'm like, I just sat there. I looked when I saw it come on my phone. I'm just like, really? Like, um, what is that supposed to make us not afraid to take this vaccine? Somebody who who created Mm -hmm. one of the vaccines ends up having a negative reaction to it. And there's so many uncertainties. Like, let's put the whole Black people's history with medicine and vaccines and X, Y, and Z aside. There's so much uncertainty for everyone with this vaccine because we still don't completely know. Everything about the coronavirus. We just found out in April of 2020 why anesthesia works. So, like with medicine, it's always it's always a gamble. And I I just wish that people be a little bit more transparent when it comes to that, and not just tell us, hey, or people attacking other people for not trusting vaccine and say, oh my gosh, you're anti-vaccine, you're anti vaxxer Well, yeah, some things some vaccines helped us, but we still don't know how this one will go and um
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so my last my next and last uh topic is the inauguration. How do you see the inauguration going?
1: Um well I think they better have a lot of security. <laughs> I mean I I think uh <clears throat> well I just read on CNN the other day that they plan a 50 state mm-hmm. um 50 state Demonstration, armed demonstration all In the capitals of all 50 states So it just better have a lot of uh, A lot of security, man um, I mean, we just gotta be Aware of what's going on, be aware of our surrounding And um man, I don't know it's, it's, it's a tough time right now Because, you know, Trump has a lot Of supporters and,
0: right. He lost a lot, I mean, but he still has yeah, Remember, let's remember That he had millions, millions. of people supporting him. And that doesn't even include yeah. people who aren't in America. So he probably lost a couple. He lost his VP support. He lost a lot of people um, in Congress support, people who were diehards for him. He lost a lot of their respect. But he still has... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he still has respect for a lot of people's respect all across the nation. And I think that um, people should really be vigilant. And really be um, stay safe out there. I'm not going outside. Um <laughs>
1: nah, don't live in fear. You know, don't live in fear. Don't let, the, don't let these cowards um, make you live in fear. Um, that's what they want. Um, just be uh, be cautious, you know. But continue to live your life. Nobody's gonna live in fear because of these uh, low life cowards. Um, but the, the supporters I'm referring to are in Congress and are in these places. I'm referring to these. Proud Boys and these, uh yeah. these uh, all these these extremist groups and these the the people that were at the Capitol rioting that day, you know what I mean? And those type of supporters can cause quite an uprising, you know what I mean? These ignorant backwoods supporters who, who choose to c- continue to live in their uh, in that box of racism, in my opinion. Yeah. And these are the supporters that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, and they so only support matter, him no matter no matter what he does.
0: Right, and they only support him because he is a racist, honestly. Um like I said earlier, the Confederate flag was amongst the flags that were that they were waving during the during the attack on our capital. And it's just let's uh, I wanted to say that you're really familiar with this type of rhetoric because you grew up in South Carolina. All your life with people like that so do you think that kind of impacts how you feel right now
1: uh, repeat the question
0: you grew up in South Carolina and mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of um, Confederate uh, and mm-hmm. conservative people down there and openly racist people down there I know every time I visit back home I still feel um, uneasy because it's everywhere Um, on people's license plates there's confederate flags um, confederate flag beach towels bathing suits literally everywhere and that's just the beach that that doesn't even um, attest for I think that's the wrong word but that doesn't even include um, just day to day living and having these people live among you so do you think that um, impacts how you feel when you say no fear to people like that?
1: Um No I'm not gonna allow Any racist To make me Walk and live my life in fear I'll be more cautious And have my tenants up and be more aware of my surroundings Right But I'm not gonna postpone the trip Or um, not go out and do Let this type of ignorance Um and bigotry Affect my daily uh, My daily living you know um yeah I grew up around that stuff you know and I'm well aware of it and I mean I guess maybe because I grew up around it that's that's what you know prevents me from being afraid of it but I just don't think that any I don't think anyone should allow anyone else to make them be afraid so I guess that has something to do with the growing up around it but I'm not going I'm not going to be afraid to live my life because of some uh ignorant bigots if anything i'm gonna be protected protect myself protect my family and fight back right
0: so i think i think where we live definitely affects how we feel about these things because down south it's open racism but for new york and even new york city it's more closeted racism or racism but they duck and hide about it some people not yeah. all but mostly people who are racist but they all smile on your face and tell you oh you're so amazing because I know a lot of people like that especially living on Staten Island and um even during my school year there was this one kid who would just like say the n-word didn't care but still had black friends just didn't care openly was said racist things and just a whole bunch of horrible stuff and then i I'm kind of no, I'm completely afraid of like white supremacists and crazy people like that I mean like I'll I'll have a debate with somebody who's racist and I'll tell them that they're wrong I have no problem with that but just people with Trump flags and Confederate flags I'll just completely stay away from that because I know how um, crazy they can be and
1: mm-hmm. how
0: they just don't care and that's really that's really scary and I I, I can't remember who brought this up. But they were just saying how that's why it's it's really important not to make this a Black Lives Matter thing versus Trump supporters or white nationalists and whatever names they want to put themselves under. That's why it's really important not to make it a us versus them thing, because it can be really dangerous for um, for black people, Uh. for America in general. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why? Because they're more well organized than we are?
0: I mean, yeah, they, they are, if we're comp- being completely honest. Like I said before. Yeah, but- and and then they also have guns all the time. We don't. Just things like that. And they, they literally come together to form hate groups. We just use common sense and say, hey, um, these people are completely crazy. Well, well, they'll say, okay, yeah, I agree. Da, 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 so, but-
1: yeah, what do you ahead. think we should? What do you
0: think we should do? <laughs> so this question is always asked to me, and I really, I don't know, honestly. Um, I don't know what we should do. I think, I think this is one of the things that we first make uh, tear down these systems, rebuild new ones, and then mm-hmm. I guess go from there. Yeah,
1: that's a good. That's a good solution. Because right uh, now.
0: Um, We have black people incarcerated for things that white people won't be incarcerated for. We have just so on and so forth. We all know the systemic um, the systemic reasonings for a lot of these things that are happening. And if you don't know, I'll definitely have another uh, podcast episode referring to all the systems in America that are designed to make black people lose and set us up to fail and um, so on and so forth but yeah that's the only that's really my only um, idea of how to kind of tear this stuff down and it really won't take away racism no nope. you know? but I think with the help of uh, modern technology and social media a lot of people are being educated people who I know people who started like before the pandemic were racist, supported Trump da 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 and then they got on TikTok. I'm talking about my peers specifically. Mm-hmm. They got on TikTok, saw people um, with various backgrounds, got to see different perspectives of different people. Saw how who they supported, how who and what they supported impacted real life people, and their their ideas shifted and they changed. And when people were open minded and open to learning and and growing, um, it changed it changed a lot of things and it changed the climate and I think my generation specifically um we're getting better and they're learning better and like I said earlier there's kids at the dinner tables now and at their Christmas celebrations and their whatever they'll openly um, debate with their parents and tell their parents that they're wrong they'll sit there and and plead with their parents to you know make better decisions and better choices if you even look at Kellyanne Conway's daughter she's always on TikTok always on social media publicly telling her mom that she needs to do better and that you know whatever the case may be and it gives me a lot of hope for um the future and hope for more generations and pushing out racism and of course this is just America I know that racism is literally everywhere but,
1: um, things are getting better, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, that sounds good. I, I, I and mean, your generation is, uh, um, very progressive. And, uh, <laughs> I got, that's another conversation also. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, yeah we talk have, about um, that a lot. Yeah, um, but, I mean, like, I think Frederick Douglass said, it's better to, um, raise, uh, uh what is it what do you say raise i forget the i forget the actual quote but um i think it's better to raise uh new or better men than to or repair broken men yeah Yeah, in other words you know you're going to teach your kids know better than what you've been taught as opposed to trying to um change someone that's 35 and older because it's going to be a lot more difficult for them for them to to change right so in saying that i have a lot of confidence in your um generation you know coming up to be better than uh, what was
0: okay so we had a little um connection issues but i just want to wrap this up um thank you so so much for joining us on perspective we covered a lot of interesting and, and important topics that I can definitely, um, you know, dig a little bit deeper into on another later episode. I want to say thank you so much for hopping on, Uncle Timothy.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. It's always a good conversation with my enlightening niece. Um, <laughs> always learn a lot from you. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being a guest on your show again.
0: Yay. Okay. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Uh